Hey guys, what's good? Welcome back to another episode of On The Mixed. I am your host, Lindsay, and today I am coming at you with a story about Bobby Caldwell. Some of you might have heard about Bobby Caldwell. His most famous song is What You Won't Do For Love. It's, I think, everywhere, and honestly, if you search Bobby Caldwell, What You Won't Do For Love, you'll see a million and one reactions from people. Because here's the thing about Bobby Caldwell that's really fascinating about Bobby, is that people throughout, like, his entire career, people have always thought that Bobby Caldwell was Black because of how he is able to sing in such a manner. Like, he has so much soul when he sings. Like, it, you know, you immediately think that, oh, you know, there's no way in hell that a white guy from Miami could even possibly sing like that. And it's just, it's so shocking when you see him for the first time. The same reaction is from everybody like, oh my God, I had no idea that he is a white guy. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, what is it about Bobby Caldwell? Like, what is his actual story? I'm very fascinated to see. Honestly, honestly, it was kind of tricky trying to find a lot of information about him, like of substance, because over the years, he's been quite quiet. He hasn't done a lot of interviews. There are a handful. And I think he was mismanaged because he should be a lot bigger than he was. I mean, not a lot of people know about him or his music. I think they only know that one song from him. But it was tricky to find a lot of information about him, like his background and how he grew up and all of those things and how he came to be what he is now, and his story. It's very fascinating to me. So without further ado, I'm going to give you the story on Bobby Caldwell and how this <laughs> this white guy is always mistaken for a black singer with so much soul in his voice. I mean, he has a really great voice. If you hadn't heard about Bobby Caldwell before, please do yourself a favor and listen to his music. His music is phenomenal. So a bit of backstory about Bobby Caldwell. He was born August 15th, 1951 in Manhattan. Shout out to the East Coast. But his parents and him moved to Miami when he was very young. So his parents, both of his parents actually have a background in the showbiz. Um, they were in theater for a very long time. And in the 50s, they actually had their own TV show in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then at some point along the way, when they moved to Miami to get away from the showbiz aspect of things, his mother then took to selling real estate. And funny enough, one of her clients was Bob Marley, singer Bob Marley. So the two Bobs, Bob Marley and Bobby Caldwell, actually became really good friends, um, which is really fascinating to me that both Bobs became really good friends. The tale of the two Bobs. So growing up in Miami by around the age of four and onwards, the music scene there exposed Bobby to a variety of music such as Haitian music, Latin, reggae, R&B, Motown, etc., etc. He grew up listening to the music of Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Tony Bennett, Ella Fitzgerald, The Four Tops, etc., etc. Like he... One thing about Bobby that is very prevalent for me is his love of black artists and like blues music uh, again like r&b reggae music latin haitian music um he said that he would listen to like the hot 100 radio in miami all the time and like those kind of uh, songs would be on the radio 
So it's a really fascinating split down the middle where on one hand you have like the 50s crooners that he was really into, like Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett. And then on the other side of that, you have a little bit more um, of an interesting infusion of R&B, reggae, um, Motown type of music. Like he was all about that soul music as well. He was a very well-rounded person musically, I would say. He And also... He would say a lot that he was inspired by the Beatles. I think every I think every musician is inspired by the Beatles in some aspect, to be honest. Um, but he loved the Beatles. He loved that whole British invasion of music as well. So he is a very well-rounded person musically. But when it comes to his own music in particular, he was really inspired by, again, the Haitian Latin reggae and R&B type of music. He got official, um, you know, serious piano lessons. So he learned how to play the piano, the guitar. Um, so he was taught um, officially how to play music. So he was living in Miami for most of his life. When he was 12, again, this is where he started to pick up the piano and the guitar. At 17, he worked with his band in Las Vegas, and then he moved to Los Angeles and he was a member of a Miami band as well called Camp Mandu. So he was just kind of doing a bunch of little things here and there. He obviously really likes the sun. He goes to Miami, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles. So in 1978, he officially signed with TK Records out of Miami. And then after songs for his first album were recorded, executives for TK Records told Bobby that They enjoyed the album that they were presented with, but they thought that it was lacking a hit number one song from the album. Bobby, at this point in time, thought that the track My Flame would be the number one hit from the album. But, you know, okay, he was asked by the record producers to come up with a hit song. So what does he do? He returned to the studio for two days, and this is where he wrote his best song, What You Won't Do For Love. The song's horn arrangement was written and recorded by Miami arranger Mike Lewis. It's a really, really, really great tune. It's a classic tune. It's a really nice, easy type of groove. And that's the music that he really does. He does quite like lounge, loungy type of music. It's really um, soulful and easy on the ear. It's really, really chill. I would kind of put him on the same lines as like Dan Fogelberg. It's kind of like easy listening rock, kind of, if you will. And in the rare interviews that I've seen him in and from what I've heard from him, he said that in the beginning, sometimes the lyrics would come easy to him. But most of the time, especially as he's gotten older, it's been really grinding for him. It feels like he has to grind out these lyrics. But in the beginning, like what he's doing right now um, in the 70s, he said it was quite easy for him for the most part anyway. So this tune really came together in like no time at all. So he presented his record company with What You Won't Do For Love, and they were confident that this was the tune that would become the hit track. And again, Bobby kind of thought that My Flame, which featured him playing guitar on this one, would be the hit instead. But they were like, no, 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 no. Listen, What You Won't Do For Love is going to be the breakout hit and you're going to be a star. It was released to R&B Radio and TK Records did their best to hide the fact that Bobby was actually white. Because TK Records was mainly an R&B label popular with black listeners. And this was a very strategic move that they did very early on in Bobby's career. They were very aware of the fact that Bobby Caldwell has this very soulful voice. You know, people were aware 
that Bobby had this certain flair. This has been a point of contention with his whole career since he started. Even new people now. Again, like I mentioned, you go to see reactions on YouTube and people are like, oh my god, he's white? I had no idea. So it's like, yeah, quite interesting. So the record label did their best to hide the fact that Bobby was actually white, hoping to not alienate their predominantly black audience, like I mentioned. But of course, you know, when... TV wanted him to come on and make appearances or to go on stage and perform live for concerts and things. Of course, people then could see the man for themselves and be like, what? No way. But yes, it's true. And this was also another sneaky move that the executives at the label did. So they wanted to conceal the fact, again, that Bobby was white. So what they did was on the album cover, they kept his face off of it. They did not want his face on the album cover. His face was then on a couple of his other album covers after that point. But the first one, his debut album, they wanted it to appear that Bobby was ambiguous racially, I suppose. Like, you could really go either way about it until you actually saw him in person or on the TV. And it's like, whoa, Bobby Caldwell's white. I had no idea mind-blowing. And again, this is when he said, too, that when he started touring with Natalie Cole to support his debut album, that most of the audience was Black, and many were surprised. They're like, huh? This white guy can sing like that? Mind-blowing stuff here. What You Won't Do For Love reached the top 10 on the Billboard chart, and the song has been covered, remade, and sampled many times over the course of time. Bobby remade it in 1998, and it was covered by people such as Go West, Phyllis Hyman, Boys to Men, and it was sampled by Tupac himself. And funny enough, in 1979, after the release of the album and after the release of the song, it went to the top of the charts, right? Like I mentioned. So Billboard magazine awarded Bobby Caldwell with the best new black artist of the year. And this was before they knew that he was white. How actually crazy insane is that? He has eluded everybody. <laughs> He's eluded so many people. He's eluded every single person. It's a hoot. I think he thinks it's kind of like funny, like all this time later, like, yeah, I'm just a white guy singing songs that I was inspired by stylistically from my youth like he's always been a fan of black music again the blues r&b reggae jazz kind of and that's just what he grew up on he wasn't concerned about anything like that anything about race he just was very influenced by that and it's just the kind of voice that he was born with and so it works well for him i just think that's funny like best new black artist of the year that's a head scratcher it's like you can't be serious with that, but no, it's true. So Bobby's debut album was followed by the album Cat in the Hat in 1980 and his third album Carry On in 1982. And for that album, Bobby played all the instruments. He was the producer and helped with arranging and mixing. He had like the most hands-on with that album in particular. But to be honest, it's kind of teetered out since his first big album. I've listened to his debut and I've listened to his second album, Cat in the Hat. It's not all like my personal taste. There are a couple of hit tunes from like each album, but 
overall, as a whole package, yeah, it's good. It's great. But it's just not like fully my cup of tea. But for back in the late 70s and into the 80s, yeah, that music was everywhere. That kind of, again, lounge, jazz, easy listening kind of pop music was very, very popular. So that's yacht rock. Yacht rock kind of like, yeah, that's what was being played at the time. So, But I do think he was mismanaged because he should have been bigger than what it was, you know? It would be an interesting story to see if he had just come out as like, I am who I am. I'm not trying to be, not to say that he was trying to be anything that he wasn't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, hey, I'm a white guy and I sing with a bit of soul and this is my song, What You Won't Do For Love. Here you go. You know what I mean? Like it was really the record label that pushed for hiding the truth from everybody. And that's not to be malicious. That was a strategic business move. 100% because they didn't want to alienate their predominantly black audience and their listeners so fair enough but it just makes you think like how different would it have been for Bobby's career and I really think that he should have been managed a lot better I honestly believe he could have been a lot bigger than what he was if he was managed properly in my own opinion so kind of towards the latter point of his career, he kind of flipped from making his own music and he would write music for other artists. Like, for example, he has written songs for the band Chicago, for Natalie Cole, Neil Diamond, Roberta Flack, and a couple of other people. So that's basically kind of what his career has amounted to. But again, like, He's more than just that one song. Like, yeah, I think that's his legacy. I think that song is his entire career in just one song. But there's a couple of others that I like too. Like, My Flame is a nice one. Another one is Can't Say Goodbye. And there's another one that I can't think of off the top of my head that's a good one. Um, But I mean, hey, listen to, I would say, definitely listen to his first two albums or at least his debut and see what you think. You know, you might be surprised. It might be up your alley in particular. Again, for me, overall, overall, um, it's not really like fully my cup of tea, but there are some hit songs on there that I personally really enjoy. But that's kind of like the whole career of Bobby Caldwell, that he has totally eluded everybody with the fact that he is not black. He is, in fact, a basic white guy. (laughs) But hey, he even had style back then, I must say. Like, when you see him on the music video for What You Won't Do For Love, he's in, like, his little hat. He's in his button-down shirt with his trousers and his suspenders and his nice, like, shoes. Like, he is out there. He's got, like, a bit of soul. Like, Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he's really got it all, and he's actually very musically talented and musically gifted. You don't just get that kind of vocal naturally. You either have to work on it or you were kind of born with it. I think he was born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. It's very interesting just to kind of like hear a story like this. I personally can't recall a similar story in the music industry. And if there are, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. I just think Bobby Caldwell is very fascinating to me. And again, he's kind of like been shrouded in a a bit of mystery he's a little bit of of a slight enigma only because he hasn't been really forward publicly at all like he hangs back a lot of the time and he just chills I don't know if he's living in Miami still or what that's basically what he's been doing he's been just kind of chilling doing his own thing and I you know I have to give him a lot of props 
I respect him a lot. He seems like from what I've seen on interviews that he's a very nice guy. He's very humble and down to earth. And he does give his time to people that ask him for interviews. But he again, he doesn't do them often. But he seems to have a lot of interest in just saying like, listen, I'm aware that I as a white guy was stepping into this arena. But listen, this is the music that I grew up on. And I respect it wholeheartedly. And he thinks that it's the biggest compliment ever that the black community has accepted him and they're loving of him. They're supportive of him. They they love their music. It's just like it's just great. He thinks it's it's just a, it's an honor and a privilege to be accepted by their community, but at large by everybody for what he's done and for what he's brought musically to the table. Because listen, if you have talent, then flaunt your talent, you know, show that to the world and don't be ashamed about it, you know, just show the talent that you have and be who you are. And once people kind of knew, okay, Bobby's a white guy, fair enough, like, then the surprise element kind of faded, but his music still stayed along. However, again, I think because he was very mismanaged, his music hasn't been as popular as other people. Like, he's been very pushed back, and a lot of other people in his genre field are pushed forward. Like, Chicago is actually another type of similar band that is very popular. I really, to be fair... I cannot stand Chicago on a side note, the band. I can't stand them. My parents love them. Fair enough. I, I'm just, no, 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 no. I can't do it. I, I cannot be doing with that. Um, Boz Skaggs, he's another one. I think he did the song Lido, if I remember. And Lowdown, I can't recall. He's done a couple of songs that I'm aware of. What more can I say really about Bobby Caldwell aside from going on a rant here? But I think you guys are understanding of what I'm trying to say. But anyway, let's rein it back in a little bit. In an interview, from 2016 that he did with Write On Music, Bobby was asked if he knows what he does best in regards to his music, and he said this. Yes, I do. Look, yeah, I do know what I do best, and I know what I can't do best. I've never lived the Black experience, so I leave that to people who have, who know about it, who've lived it. I'm just a fan of some of the greatest Black artists of all time, and I'm sure we'd agree on who those are. I'm basically a white guy from the South doing what he does that's been influenced by all of those things. I don't think anybody in this world is original. We've all stolen from somebody. We're like the sum total of our influences. But I don't know anybody that tries to do what I do, but I've been guilty of trying to do what other people do. And then the interviewer also said that white artists who've recorded traditionally black music, <clears throat> Elvis Presley, have tried to prove themselves to the audience, and once they did, they were accepted and shown loyalty by the Black community. And he was asked if this was his own experience, and Bobby said this. It's absolutely been my experience, and still is. A lot of people misunderstand what were the Black radio listeners, who they really were. They grew up and got married, had kids, and those kids are basically inner city and they listen to their folks' record collection, and they get turned on to this old stuff too. I look out at my audience, and I see three generations of people, which is about how long I've been going, a little over 35 years. And that's absolutely true, 100%. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with the whole shock surprise that this guy is actually a white guy. 
And it's like all these young people who are just now hip to Bobby Caldwell because this tune, I don't really recall or know if this tune of his has been portrayed in film or on TV or something where it could get broadcasted to a wider breadth of people and generations. I personally am not sure, but somehow people are just more hip to knowing of who Bobby Caldwell is and they want to react. It's, it's honestly, it's a really weird thing. It's strange, isn't it, when you think about it? It's really fascinating, genuinely, to see these reactions that are still happening decades later. It's really, really interesting. Um, so basically, that is the story of Bobby Caldwell and how he has totally shrouded everybody in, in the mystery of, yeah, I'm not actually a black singer. I'm a white guy from the South just doing my thing. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you learned something today that you hadn't known about before. Genuinely, if you hadn't heard of Bobby Caldwell's music, I genuinely would suggest that you listen to a couple of his tunes. See what his top most popular tunes are and give him a listen because you might be surprised that you might actually like them. I have three, four-ish that I personally love. Oh, there, there's another one that I can't think of right now and it's driving me banana sandwich. You know what? Pause for a moment. I'm going to look on Spotify and see right now what the song is. Brief moment. I just want to make sure that I'm giving you guys like the tunes to listen to. So let me see here. Open Your Eyes is the other song. That was, that's, uh-huh, yep. It's coming back to me now. So here's the thing. I would tell you guys to listen to What You Won't Do For Love, Open Your Eyes, Can't Say Goodbye, and My Flame. But overall, his first album, truly, genuinely, just check out, listen to it. I think you'll be surprised. Yeah, the other albums on here I haven't listened to, and I honestly... I don't know if they check out, to be honest. Like, I don't know if they're actually good or if they're, like, hidden gems. I haven't listened to his discography. I don't really have an interest. But overall, it's not bad. Bobby Caldwell is an interesting character, that's for sure. So, yeah, hope you guys have a great day, and I will see you guys next week with another episode of On The Mix. Talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.